0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eat Vermont podcast. My name is Rocket. I am the founder of Eat Vermont. Our mission with this podcast is to highlight voices from all around Vermont's food scene. This episode features a conversation with Charlie, who is the owner of Canteen Creamy, which is an extremely popular spot in the heart of Waitsfield. I feel like Canteen Creamy is known for two things. Firstly, their food, obviously Creamies, but also fried chicken. The other thing I feel like Canteen is really well known for is that every summer, Charlie brings international students from around the world and he hosts them in Waitsfield and they all work together at Canteen Creamy. As part of this process, Charlie gives each one of these students a chance to do an account takeover of his social media accounts, which is a really fun way for the rest of us who follow Canteen Creamy to see a little window into these students' worlds far overseas. Charlie is a loving guy, a fun guy, and a fun loving guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we jump into that conversation, I want to give a huge thank you to this episode's sponsor. Have you heard about the Black River Innovation Campus, AKA BRIC, in Springfield, Vermont? Check them out. They've got a great co working space and no cost tech business startup support. And without further ado, let me introduce you to Charlie. We're well, hoping you might take 15 minutes or so to tell us your story, if you're willing to do that. Uh, how you got started here? Where you from? Why you are here? What you do? Um, We'd we'll start with there, and then we can go to the food. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, uh,
1: for me, you know, I um, I've worked in food my whole life. I grew up in Vermont. What town? I graduated from Colchester High School. Okay. And uh, also lived in Westford, mm-hmm. which is uh, nowhere, <laughs> but. It was somewhere because I actually had the opportunity to work for a small little company that had all these French chefs there. In Western? Well, it was actually Fairfax, oh, okay. technically. And that was Gerard's, who he later went on to start making bread. and became kind of a famous thing in at least northern Vermont, his, his bread. Because he was really like the first guy in Vermont to like be making like real artisan sourdough and cool. Yeah. And so, so is he, he still doing that. No, he has passed away. Uh, his daughter yeah. is Julie Robad, Robo and she owns red wagon plants. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so he, he has passed away, but there's another guy that's running his red co- and I can't remember his name. His house is in Westford. The business was in Fairfax, but when he started baking bread, it was doing it at his house. He had a guest house, which he converted into a bakery. Cool. And he put in like a wood fired oven Uh and he literally slept on a cot in front of the oven. So he could get up every hour to feed the starter and to get the fire
0: started. Wow. Really amazing. That is amazing. Amazing. See, that's like that kind of hardcore shit that I love, you know? It's like this guy's so devoted to that. So that, devoted. That's so cool. And
1: you know, this is like later in life kind of thing too. Uh-huh. I mean, he started his career as the president of Rosnall Skis International back in the heyday. <laughs> wow, you know, when it was like, you know, yeah. really glamorous. Yeah. And then he started this company called Gerard's Haute Cuisine which is where I, my first job and... At what age? So, like 16. Okay. You know, I started working as a fish cutter. They hired me at like 16 years old to be a fish cutter. And I would go in there all day Mm. and cut um, Scottish salmon. It was amazing. (laughs) I mean, crazy to think like, you know, that's a job at 16 in Fairfax, Vermont. But that was a job. It is pretty crazy. And so... um, you know, I got to work you know, around all these French chefs and uh it was a really cool opportunity and that, you know, kinda of was the catalyst of so much mm-hmm. for me in my life, you because, know, you know, just being in that environment.
0: So it traced me from there to where you are now.
1: Right. So from there, you know, I mean I could uh, zigzag around the country a little bit from Boston, Connecticut, Ohio, mm-hmm. Scotland, all these places that I've worked, uh South Carolina, Georgia. Wow. But yeah, and then, uh, you know, landed back in the valley where I was the chef of the yeah. in at the Round Barn for quite a long time. Okay, so Mad River Valley. Right, landed here. And, you know, I had been there for quite a long time. And I was really looking to, you know, thinking, you know, I need to think about the next step in my life. And well, sorry, if, so, real quick, when did you come back and why did you come back? I came back in 2000 because I was offered a job that's usually how it was always for me. Like, I've never applied for a job in my life. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was always just like, hey, you know, you want to come work with us? Like, okay. And then, you know, two weeks later, I'd be in another state working. So I um, moved up here. You know, I thought, you know, this is kind of like a sleepy little town Mm and it's not really my thing. Probably six months, I'll move on. And here I am still. 23 years later. Yeah, exactly. Still in Latesfield. Still here. Yeah. You know, and everywhere else was like, you know, when I list all those places, it was like, okay, you know, and it was like six months, sort of like seasonal work. Yeah. You know, I just wanted the experience of like working in different kitchens, yeah. in different places. And it was like, okay, I moved on and did something else. And then, uh, you know, landed here and, you know, it felt like home, you know, like uh, I was working I, I didn't make any money, but you know, I've never made any money, honestly, <laughs> really. Like, that's the thing about being a cook. It, was, it, it you know, I feel like cooks now are making money, but up until really now, like nobody made any money in this business mm. and, uh, I don't know where it all went. I guess I could guess, but you know, yeah, I, I didn't get any,
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah, yeah, I never made any money just working. Um, but I was happy.
0: Yeah when yeah. so a lo- we a lot of people do work for reasons beyond money yeah you know yeah no definitely So let's dive into that you're happy but yeah. what, what was it about it That like, what is it about the food or the cooking of it yeah the i mean lifestyle? I, yeah, yeah
1: you know i mean i had the opportunity to really be creative
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh it was a nice work life balance that i had there um and you know the opportunity to work with the- Great products, meeting people. Yeah, I, I was able to like host events and things like this. Mm-hmm. Like one of the last things that I did there that I was super proud of was I, I put on an event called. Uh, what did I call it? It was it was all based on twelve, so it was twelve courses by twelve chefs. Cool. is and, at the end of the round Martin? Yeah. Cool. And so it ended up being thirteen courses because. I invited basically everybody from the valley and they all said yes. And we donated all the money to the Vermont Farm Fund and we did it for 120 people for 120 dollars. They got twelve courses by twelve chefs, and it ended up being thirteen courses by thirteen chefs, because everybody said yes, which I couldn't believe. Yeah. And you know, like, I just did not expect that. I figured I'd be trying to get other people yeah, to do it. Yeah, well, it sounds like
0: people notes. don't want to get left out.
1: Well, yeah, you know, it was like, hey, all these people are signed up. Uh-huh. And like, okay, I'll do it too. Yeah. And uh, being able to do things like that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, that's... That's awesome. That's an amazing opportunity. Yeah, I wish I... I wish when you're not the owner. Oh, yeah. And even as the owner, it's like, oh, boy, you know, how do I fit that into my my life, how do I make that work financially, things like that, but I had that opportunity with this place. So let's talk about Canteen, when did you come
0: over? So 2016,
1: Yeah, I opened this. Was that straight from Round Barn to here? Yeah, Okay. And it wasn't easy, you know, I- Did you self-finance to- Yeah, I have not taken out a loan. Wow, risky. Yeah, yeah, no, it was- Scary. But, like, uh, at the time, it was actually half the size. So, where this wall is, yeah, this was part of the yarn shop that's over there, okay, she had a huge space, and then there was a fire a couple doors down, mm. and everybody had pretty bad smoke damage, except me because I was way over here. Oh, I said, all the yarn caught the smoke, yeah, probably, and it was you know it was a it was a ski shop that burned, oh. and skis are like fiberglass and all this like yeah. bad plastic and yeah. there was like nylon clothing and polyester. Mm. And so that plastic soot got everywhere. Mm. And I did get a little bit in here, but fortunately, you know, I'm all hard surfaces. So it was like, you know, a day of cleanup. Yeah. And we were able to uh, continue on. So that was uh, two, three years ago. And that's when you expanded into the space after that. Yeah. So she was like, you know, I don't need all this space. Mm.
0: So she divided her store in half. So now can you talk us through the name, the concepts, you know, Why creamies, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, I was
1: thinking about a lot of different business opportunities. I mean, at the time, it was like, okay, you know, there was a space available in another location Uh that I really liked, and I thought would work for a different kind of business opportunity. And I just, it didn't work. The landlord was egregious, and I had to walk away. Spent a lot of money on it, but unfortunately it just couldn't work. Then this had been for sale for a long time. And I had like somebody come into the kitchen at the round barn and say, hey, you know, know you'll have places for sale. I'm like, well, that's not anything I would ever be interested in, not my style. But then, you know, like all of a sudden one day I was thinking, what if I did it different? Mm What if I, you know, made it
0: cool? What if I made it, like, you know, Mm -hmm. good? Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a weird, like, it's like a strip mall. It's not like a strip, it is a strip mall. I mean, you're so far offset off the street, too. I think that's one thing that I find really interesting. (laughs) It's so un-Vermont to be this far off the main street. But then what is that north facing wall? You've got that big mural there. Right. And so as you come in from the north, you can see that. And yeah, you've definitely found ways to make that unique. So anyways, to go back to your story, what if you make it cool?
1: Yeah. So, you know, and I and I had this, I, I got this thought one day. And I mean, I you know, it's like I remember this so clear because I kind of walked around for a day. Like, okay, don't say anything. You know, just think about this. Mm. Just think about this. And could this really be a viable thing? Mm. Could this really work? Is this something I'd love? Is this a good idea? And I just let it. I, for 24 hours and then I still liked it at 24 hours and then I I said hey you know what do you guys think about this can you're you really yeah okay <laughs> can you read through yeah. that day so what time of year was it or do you remember which that was like was day middle was? of winter middle of winter so not not you know yeah creamy season or anything yeah. like that so you're trudging around in the snow it's really dark out you know First time I came in here, it was the middle of winter. Uh And this was a creamy stand. It's been a creamy stand here for, I don't know, 30 years or something like Mm -hmm. that. But you know, it was pretty bleak. Mm -hmm. And uh, they used to close during the winter time. And I got in touch with the owner and we met up and uh, walked around and looked at it all. And uh, Mm -hmm. I remember at one point I put my hand on uh, a piece of equipment and I'm like, oh, that's warm. He said, yeah, yeah, but just leave it on. And it was like the hot fudge dispenser or whatever. Yeah. And they just leave it on all winter. What? He said, well, you know, it takes so long to heat up. I'm like, all winter? <laughs> it takes <laughs> all winter to heat up? Like, wow. I couldn't believe Yeah, that's a big wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. Uh, that was like my first uh, so walkthrough nice. of the place. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, you know, it was like I came in and, you know, after finally... You know the negotiations were over, whatever, and yeah. did, uh, did did quite a bit of renovating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it was all just like household kitchen cabinets and yeah. counters and things like that, and uh, took all this out and got stainless steel in here, and yeah. things like that, and upgraded. So, canteen. That name, yeah. canteen, was actually something I was thinking about for entity before this, okay, and you know I, I I didn't see it coming to this place, but as I was trying to come up with a name, that one kept coming back and that one I had really looked when I started this place it was really important to me. I looked around to see like what are people not doing for food yeah and I said, okay, fried chicken that's going to be one of the foundations yeah. of this place okay and creamies, of course, this place has always done creamies, mm-hmm. so that was. A no brand does anybody have the name canteen nobody i researched this mm-hmm. other than a big corporation right and so that was really important to me mm-hmm. in the name and the product and everything so you know
0: when i think of like a canteen as like um like a low-key place to go get like hearty foods you know
1: yeah you know it's a cafeteria yeah. it's low service, yeah, all these things, and of course yeah. then it's also you know, a drinking vessel.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I've never really played off the name a whole lot, because I think it says enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Well you had that nice alliteration, Canteen Creamy Company, you got the three C's. The CCC. Yeah, so something about that I think it helps stick. Yeah. One thing I love about your social media, like last summer I had a blast following along with all, and we were messaging last year about, um, these kids you had from like, Mongolia, or yeah, yeah,
1: two Mongolians, a Kazakh, yeah, a guy from Spain,
0: a girl from Hong Kong. Are these all each two? No, H2, H2, these J ones. J ones. Okay.
1: And this year, I've got two from Thailand, yeah, who are not together. Two from Malaysia, who are not together, and then two Colombians who are together.
0: Wait, you and say not together the first two. Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: The first two sets. Oh, yeah. Just, just, you know, actually my goal with hiring like J one's is always try to like match, get them. people from different. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not, not just, <laughs> no, no, not matching. <laughs> well, you know, I want people to, to kind of batch and, you know, be able to, you know, click and yep. match with this place, match with each other yep. and become a team, that yep. sort of thing. But I want to bring people from like different places and yep. different languages. Yeah. So that there's one language. Ah, so, you know, yeah, like yeah. they're not just speaking Thai or right,
0: speaking, right. well, Malaysians speak like six languages. Sure, yeah. Well, so how can you, there's two areas that I'm curious about. One is we talked a little about your food concept, but maybe if you could just dive a little bit more into your philosophy behind that. Like the whole vibe is very cool here, you know, the post-it notes, the mural. So I think, I feel like you really nailed that. But maybe if you can dive into that a little more.
1: You know, it's so organic for me because I just want to have fun. Okay. And I want people to have fun here. Yeah. I want the staff to have fun. Mm. I mean, honest to God. Like, I really want them to have fun. Yeah. Like, yesterday, I took the J-1s and took them up to Burlington for a few hours. Yeah. And then we came back and we did a big barbecue at where they're living.
0: Where are they living?
1: Just down the road, I've made a deal. Yeah. Like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with a, with a ski club. You know, like, there's a lot of old ski clubs around. Yeah. Like, groups from New Jersey. Yeah. New York. Yeah. Places like this. And they buy, like, a property. Yeah. And there's members. And so they um, they get to, like, stay at their lodge, you know. And it's a really great deal. It's kind of amazing. And I didn't realize what it was. Yeah. I thought it was almost like hotel kind of thing. Maybe they... You know, they book a trip up or whatever, um, but it's like a, it's a, it's actually like a little community of people. Yeah. And you know, they're coming up from like New York City. That's cool. And it's a great deal for them. They they stay at their place for super cheap. You know, as a member. Yeah. But it's like they also will come up. Like this past weekend, they did a work weekend. And a handful of members came up and they worked on the place cool. for the whole weekend. Oh, they got sweet. up really early worked all day doing stuff and let's volunteer yeah. 100% volunteer yeah and they just I don't know it's I I didn't know if something like this existed so your j1s are there and I contacted them yeah more than a few years ago and got rejected it kind of seemed like it might work and then they rejected me mm. then I saw a new name one day on like a front porch forum post I thought oh, okay maybe I can try again like leadership change yeah, <laughs> and it worked this time. You know, it took
0: some doing. Do you pay them or do you give them free premiums or what? <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Yeah, whatever they want. Um, no, honestly, because, you know, housing is, yeah, it's well, next that, to
0: impossible. Well, it's, I mean, to dive into this a little bit, right, I'm curious about, I think it's very cool that you're bringing international kids here and the community gets exposed to them. They get their great American experience. It's like, I feel like everyone wins in that. But also part of that for me is like, how much is that because you can't find local labor, and if you bring them in, how do you find housing for them? No, like, I mean, to find to find help
1: here is, is oh, it's next to impossible. It's so it's so disheartening. Yeah, you know, you place ads and get no responses. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. I mean, it used to be like you'd say you got no responses, that means no good responses. Now it's you get no responses. Mm-hmm. You literally won't get anything. Yeah. No matter how much you're asking or or offering it, right, say. right. So yeah, you know this is a an amazing opportunity to have these guys here. Yeah, and you know they're yeah they're cool. I well, mean, that's I can't tell you what it means to me. And like I say, I want people to have fun here. Yeah, yeah, selling creamies and burgers is is cool. I'm I like making food. Uh huh. But the people thing is like, so it's everything. It's the beating heart of it. It really is. Whether it's, I mean, it's mostly the staff, but there's a lot of customers I just love to, mm-hmm. that come here. Like we have some that come every day, which is weird, <laughs> every day, but um, not too many. Yeah. But a lot of people come once a week. Yep. And that's amazing to see this. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I'd love to be able to, hey! Yeah. Out the window. Uh-huh.
0: Now are you open year round
1: or just Yeah, year round? Okay. And this year, year-round. actually really didn't shut down. Even, I mean, a lot of times I'll take a break. Yep. Because I like to travel in the fall. Yeah. And this year, for the first time, actually, I let, let the staff just keep it going. And it would, we get to limited hours at yep. certain times here. Yeah. Because if you can imagine, Vermont's a very seasonal place. For sure. And this is really seasonal here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, especially in this kind of business where I'm doing, doing mostly takeout and the creamy business. Yeah. So, and I do creamies year-round. Cool. Which, at first, was challenging. Yeah. But now it's kind of a thing. Yeah, because then we get the hang of it. <laughs> no, it's kind of cool Like yeah. to see people coming off the mountain. I remember we coming in from a day outside. Uh-huh. You know, after being outside in the winter, a nice yeah. day to be outside, like, barbecuing or whatever. This is, like, normal, right? Yeah. And so, like, having a creamy outside. Cool. Like, it's it's amazing to watch people do that. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Cool, yeah. I think... I was telling Jess on the way up here I went to Al's French Fries mm-hmm. yesterday and there was this Oriental girl working at the register so I just said hey where are you from she said oh, I'm from Thailand I said what are you how long are you here four months she might be a J1 yeah. Right. and I said so you're just like an American adventure?" she said yeah but it's not so fun I have to work all the time it turns out they don't even have a car she's just bicycling to work and back." yeah so it sounds like your J1's really get a good deal they get know? a great deal I want to come work no I year.
1: mean um, <laughs> I, I actually get J1's in the winter too but only. Oh like I had two this winter. Yeah. And uh
0: But I mean like come on, you're taking them on field trips and stuff. That's every what I'm every
1: opportunity I can. Yeah. Yeah, no, really. I mean, I love it. It's fun for me. Yeah. And um like I dropped off I had a Malaysian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh when I dropped him off at the train station, he was headed to New York, and I could see there was a there was a young guy I'm like to J1, let's go talk, you know. Uh-huh. And sure enough, it was uh, J1 from Peru yeah. who had been working in Barrie. Mm. And I was like, so did you get to, you know, what'd you do while you were here this winter? And he said, I went to Burlington one time. Really? And went to New Hampshire one time. Yeah, just for shopping. Like, wow. Crazy. Like, you know, because I took I took uh, Renzo and Shinkai, to Burlington every week. Yeah. yeah. you know. Like uh, just... Well, we
0: were texting last year about trying to organize a horseback ride.
1: Yeah. Remember that? But Remember honestly, that? we were like, you know, because well, you got that. we mongol. already had like a
0: stuff. Star... The mongol with the horses was the, like, he was like a serious fighter, well, right? a Kazakh, yeah. right? Oh man, that looks awesome. Yeah. No, it... I'm glad you had both. Cause I was trying, trying to figure out like, was it a Mongol or a Kazakh? Yeah. And I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm mixing them up. I oh, had a
1: Kazakh uh, hired cool. for this year and he got denied. Because that's that's one of the things that can happen. It's super heartbreaking. Like you get, you know, hire somebody. Yeah. You actually will develop a relationship before because you you're anything. Zooming and yeah, you're yeah. talking yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Social media, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, when the visa appointment comes and it's like, okay, good luck, good luck. Yeah. And then they talk to you. <laughs> it's crazy. And got the knock.
0: Terrible. Yeah, it's really sad. So when you look forward. You've been open now what seven years? Yeah, for the next seven years and beyond what does that look like for you I don't know. um are you happy where you are now? Yeah, uh, no.
1: no, no, I'm not okay I, I need more or I need less. Oh, okay, so you're yeah. like you're in the, the valley uh, of discomfort. <laughs> um, no, I'm not gonna say that. I okay. still love this. okay, don't get me wrong, okay, but I do feel like now I need to. Advance to the next level, whatever that is. Okay. I'm not sure. But, you know, it's just like when I opened this place, it was like, okay, time to own my own business. Yeah. I and see. now it's like, okay, now it, uh, I need to open up another canteen. Yeah. Or I need to open something totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so it's, it's like just taking on a new challenge. Yeah. Of yeah the... I mean, I, yeah. So I mean, something wrong with this. It's actually that it's seems like... Or, you know... or I just sell everything and I move to South you could be good to be the reverse J one, yeah, the one J, J one thousand, the one J, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's huh, right. I mean, it's something like, um, but it's just figuring out. Like, it sounds like you've sort of figured out the system here. Yeah, you know, it's like, what do you do next? Sort of. So, I mean, there's challenges every day.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, would I like to see another challenge of sorts? Yeah, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not committing to anything like yeah. right this minute.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, w- I would also say the one thing about taking your J1s on adventures must feel so great because I love to bring visitors to, to Vermont, around Vermont, because you get to see it through their eyes. Mm. And it just feels like... You're just like always reminded of how beautiful the state is and heck, how no, it's true. extraordinary it and is. And
1: it's really challenging in the wintertime because... Beautiful place we have, mm-hmm. there's not that much to do in the winter. Sure, yeah. And mm-hmm. like... Um, Ching Kai from Malaysia, incredibly smart, cool guy. Mm-hmm. And he was like the research guy mm-hmm. and he would always be like, okay, let's go do this. And we, what'd we do? We went down to like Woodstock to the, uh, game museum and like, we did like a, a cool. day trip. Like we decided, okay, let's go to Boston. Yeah. Just for a day. Wow. You're really doing. So we'd get up early. <laughs> this is great. And drive down. And then we drove back the same day. Yeah. But on the way, Chinkai found a diner in New Hampshire, mm. which was a really cool place. It's the uh, Red Arrow. Oh, in Manchester? Do you know this place? It's in Manchester. Is it like
0: in Manchester. Manchester? Yeah. And it's kind of like a diner car. Yeah. It's like yeah. super famous. Red outside. Yeah. Because it's like and where open, all the presidents like, go. open super late. Yeah. And like the bathroom, you have to actually go through the kitchen.
1: Oh I just peed bathroom. in the
0: sink, yeah, wondering
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's like that, I think we're you're talking about this diner in Manchester. I think it's packed at night after the the bars, yeah, so could now, yeah, it was awesome. I've been there,
1: but yeah, it's pretty challenging in the winter time, yeah, we watched a lot of series,
0: yeah, well cool, should we get to um some food? yeah, so, but I don't know if there's anything that you would want to communicate at all in terms of uh people who might visit or people who just like i mean having been born and raised here for you in terms of what the food scene is or the ethos here or anything like that it doesn't have to be poetic it's you tell your story it's great you know it's it's a you know it's a cool uh it's a cool community honestly to be
1: a part of you know it's like I left one side of the culinary world for another and uh, still feels good does it wait when you say that does that mean
0: High-end like yeah. fancy stuff to like yeah. colloquial stuff. You know, stuff.
1: yeah. I was yeah. able to like I, like I talked about the twelve courses by twelve chefs. Right, like, right, right. You know exactly. I
0: mean, it was like I was. I wasn't sure if you meant the west side of the road to the east nah. side of the road. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: just uh, just yeah, kind of going low brow and yeah, doing burgers and fried chicken and creamy. You know, yeah. I mean, like doing it right. Yeah, and being still something I'm really proud of for sure. I feel like I. Maybe did something even, maybe I'm more proud of because I feel like this is a, such a unique entity. I mean, when I first started, I decided I wanted to do all these kind of crazy flavors of creamy. Mm. And at the time, nobody was doing this. Yeah, It was not yeah. a thing. And now you can, mm-hmm. you can count quite yeah. a few places doing this. Sure. Yeah. And I'll take credit for this.
0: Yeah, why not? No one's here to refute you. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, Charlie. Well, thanks for chatting. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you all for tuning in today. If you'd like to support this podcast, please consider leaving us a a rating, a high rating, (laughs) if you might, Um, and also just sharing it with people that you think might find it interesting to hear these conversation series. Now, we also, of course, want feedback, and we would love suggestions of people that we should speak to. So if you want to reach us, you can reach us at hello at eatvermont.com. Thank you all for listening, and remember to eat Vermont.